The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. We're heading across the Irish Sea because voting has concluded for the Conservative Party leadership race as of yesterday evening and we're going to know who the new British Prime Minister is by lunchtime on Monday. Our chief reporter Barry White joins us from London and Barry, I think every bookie in the world at this point would probably pay out on it being likely that Liz Truss has won. Hey Anton, good morning. Yeah, I'm actually sitting here in the shadows of the Houses of Parliament in Big Ben and I must say the weather is a lot better here than it was when I left a a wet Dublin yesterday. So yeah, after a grueling nationwide tour, a dozen hustings and three televised debates on British TV, Liz Truss is posed to take over as the UK's next Prime Minister. Uh, The result of that Tory leadership race will be announced in the Houses of Parliament on Monday, just before lunchtime at around half past twelve. Now, this is not a public vote. This is a vote of almost 200,000 Tory party members. And Liz Truss has overwhelming support over over Rishi Sunak uh, amongst members. And as you say there, I think she's 1 to 50 with the bookmakers. So if you were to put on 50 quid, you'd only win one quid. So she's she's going to win uh, on Monday. And I've been speaking to Ben Quinn. He's a, a reporter with the Guardian newspaper, and he said he told me that Liz Truss is going to win, but he also told me where it went wrong for Rishi Sunak. It is largely regarded now as a foregone conclusion in terms of who's going to win this race, uh, and that's for a, a couple of reasons. Uh, the bookies' odds have consistently put Liz Truss in the in the driving seat um, ever since she managed to edge ahead of uh, others in the uh, original. Uh, first phase of the Conservative leadership voting, which just involved MPs. So as soon as she was able to get into the final two against Sunak, uh, the bookies had put her ahead as the favourite. Polls as well show that she's got a commanding lead over him. Um, And you're also talking about polling off such a small sample of people in some ways. 0.03% of the population are electing the next British Prime Minister, it's about 200,000 Tory members. So it, it is regarded largely as a foregone conclusion. So where did it actually all go wrong for Rishi Sunak in the Tory leadership race? Well, in many ways, I think even his people would concede that the Liz Truss campaign was just so much better calibrated for the Tory membership. The, the sort of red, white and blue uh, rhetoric, uh, telling them a lot of what they wanted to hear. Even uh, the recent uh, question when she was asked at, at a hustings if uh, Macron was a friend or foe of, of the UK. And she, she said the jury's out to, to loud applause. So she was really running a campaign campaign aimed at the uh, electorate this time, at the Tory membership. And you might say, actually, that Rishi Sunak's campaign was a campaign aimed more at the general population. He uh, was very much, at least at the beginning, trying to portray himself as a, uh, a maybe a traditional conservative who, who, you know, who was going to um, preach and practice careful prudence when it comes, comes to the public finances. And then the problem is he flip-flopped then, um, you know, and he explicitly endorsed large-scale spending interventions. Um, and that allowed uh, his opponents, uh, well, those around trust to really um, maybe talk about him in, in a different way and, and talk about his the, the tax rises that he uh, implemented as as, uh, as chancellor and you know going so far as to describe him as a, as a socialist 
Um, and there's also the Johnson factor uh, or the Johnsonian factor. So Truss has emerged as, if you want to say it, if you want to describe her as, as the, the, the continuity candidate. Um, she stayed in cabinet while Rishi Sunak and Sajid Javid, uh, who was also part of the cabinet, uh, and they were the first two uh, members of the cabinet to um, resign and sort of presage Johnson's downfall, essentially. But Truss's loyalty has been has been repaid in some ways by by people around um, around Johnson, and even uh, people around Johnson have gone so far as to brief pretty mercilessly that Sunak Sunak was and is a traitor. So that that sort of thing sticks again with the Tory membership, given that there there just there is such um, support uh, for Boris Johnson even now among that membership, and the the fact is that he he'd probably win himself if he was if he was running again. So in his absence, they're likely to go for the continuity candidate who happens to be Truss. Barry, can we focus in a little bit on that thing of the divide between the Conservative electorate and the broader electorate? She's popular with the Tory popular uh, with the Tory party. Is she going to be popular with the British public? That's a good question, Anthony. I'm not sure, but I was, you know, walking around uh, the streets here in London where I'm staying in Waterloo today, and I stopped many people, and I have to say that the majority of people were saying, "Yeah, they think she's the right choice." Some were saying, like Ben Quinn was saying there, they wanted that continuity of Johnson, where others were saying, well, she can't be any worse than Boris Johnson. However, Labour has actually opened up an eight-point lead over the Tories, according to recent polling. And the latest survey showed that both remaining Conservative leader candidates now trail Sir Kerr Starmer as the preferred Prime Minister, with Labour's lead growing by five points in the past fortnight. However, like I said, I always do find the British public hard to read. For example, Boris Johnson, most Irish people probably viewed him as a bit of a clown. However, he is very popular amongst the Tory party members, as we heard, and he was and still is very popular amongst some members of the British public. I actually went to university in Manchester many years ago, and I'm still in contact with many English friends, and there are people who have done quite well in life, and I'm always surprised about how much they admire Boris Johnson. That always surprised me. But um. I was out and about today uh, around the streets here and I asked these punters in London this morning, would they be happy with Liz Truss as Prime Minister? Yes, I, I, I think she's all right. Yes, all right. It's good, it's going to be breaking away from the old boys' network and stuff and all that lot. If she's going to do good, it doesn't matter who you vote for, it's going to be the same thing. And if it's going to work... Yeah, I think the... she's got to be way better than the other guy. Definitely. Yeah. What does she need to do then? What does she need to sort out here in the UK? Um, Fuel prices. prices. Basically, because we are tourists here at the moment, but we live in the country and we've got oil for and our fuel, fuel, so we we don't um, burn. We haven't got gas, natural gas or whatever, so everything's either electric or oil. You know, it's gone up by the last time I bought oil, it was three hundred and something pound. For the other day tank. for a full train, and now I spent what five, six hundred quid on the last lot of oil. That's a hell of a difference. Because there's no fuel cap. Would you want Liz Trust to call a general election when she becomes Prime Minister? And would you vote for her if there was? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd vote Tory again. But, yeah, I think, I think I'd think i vote for her again, but I don't think she should call a general election. Uh, I think Liz Trust would be good. I, I'd rather a Brexiteer take over, because I was a big Brexiteer fan to get out of the uh, European Union. You told me you're a Brexiteer. Are you, you happy how things are going? Not really, no. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I think they're all vaguely untrustworthy. There's a lot of work to be done to rebuild uh, trust in politics.
Well, it sounds like the cost of living issues that we're having are starting to hit home with the British public as well. A lot of pressure is going to be on her if she does end up being the next Prime Minister to try to sort that out fast, Barry. Yeah, certainly that's going to be the the biggest thing that she's going to have to sort out. Uh, And if she doesn't, then she will definitely start to slide down the ratings. We know energy costs are rising in Ireland, but in England they have actually gone up even more. And actually on my flight over Anton to London yesterday, I was speaking to an English man who was sitting beside me on the plane, he was telling me about his hospitality business, his energy bills. And he told me last year he spent £129,000 in energy bills. However, the quote he got recently for this year was £728,000. So a massive increase. And he was telling me he is really, really worried he's going to have to shut his business down in the winter. And Liz Truss was actually speaking this week and she outlined how she would tackle the cost of living crisis. I'm very aware that many people across Britain are struggling. And what I will make sure, if I'm elected as Prime Minister, and my Chancellor would make sure, is that we're doing all we can to support people. But the first port of call has to be reducing taxes, because it's not right to take money from people in taxes and giving back to them in benefits. The second port of call will be looking at the energy supply and making sure we're doing all we can as soon as possible. And of course, we need to look at everything in the round. But what I can't do today is announce a full future budget, but I can assure you I really understand the pressures people face. I really understand that. Liz Truss, the 50 to 1 favourite there for the British Prime Ministership. We'll know the results of the vote on Monday and a big thank you to our Chief Reporter Barry White reporting there from London. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.